So the next sutta is 5.20.196. The Buddha said, Monks, to the Tathagata Arahan Samasambuddha, uh, before his full awakening, when he was not yet wholly awakened, but a being awakening, there came five great dreams. What five? Monks, the Tathagata Arahan Samasambuddha, uh, before his full awakening, when he was not yet wholly awakened, and but a being awakening, dreamed that this mighty world was his bed of state, the mountain king Himalaya, his pillow, that his left hand rested on the eastern sea, his right on the western sea, and that both his feet rested on the southern sea. Monks, to the Tathagata Arahan Samasambuddha, before his full awakening, when he was not yet wholly awakened, and but a being awakening, this first great dream came. Again, he dreamed that there went out from his navel, Tiria grass, and it stopped not until it touched the clouds. Monks, to the Tathagata, before his full awakening, this second dream came. Again, he dreamed that white worms with black heads crept up over his feet as far as his knees and covered them. Monks, to him, this third dream came. Again, he dreamed that there came four birds of varied colors from the four quarters of the world, and they fell at his feet and became all white. Monks, to him, this fourth dream came. Again, he dreamed that he walked to and fro on a great mountain of dung and was unbesmeared with dung. Monks, to him, this fifth dream came. Monks, when indeed to the Tathagata Arahan Samasambuddha, before his full awakening, when he was not yet fully awakened, and but a being awakening, there came the dream that this great world was his bed of state. Monks, by the Tathagata Arahan, fully awake to the highest and unsurpassed, full awakening to the highest was wholly awakened within him. To him, Holy awakening, this first dream came. When to him there came the dream that grass went out from his navel, monks, by the Tathagata, the Aryan Eightfold Way was wholly awakened within him, and well proclaimed as far as devas and men exist. To him, holy awakening, this second dream came. When to him there came the dream that white worms with black heads crept up to his knees, Monks, many white-robed householders found lifelong refuge in the Tathagata. To him, holy awakening, this third dream came. When to him there came the dream that the four birds of the four quarters fell white at his feet, these four castes, noble, brahmin, merchants and laborers, went forth from the home to the homeless life into that Dhamma Vinaya taught by the Tathagata and realized unsurpassed liberation. To him, holy awakening, this fourth dream came. When he dreamed that he walked on the mountain of Dang, monks, the Tathagata received the requisites, robes, arms, lodging, and medicines, and in them the Tathagata found enjoyment, yet was not tied, trust, nor attached thereto, seeing the danger, wise as to the escape therefrom. To him, holy awakening, this fifth dream came. Monks, to the Tathagata Arahan Samasambuddha, before his full awakening, when he, know, when he was not yet fully awakened, and was but a being awakening, there came these five great dreams. That's the end of the sutta.
This Sutta is saying that the, before the Buddha was enlightened, uh, these five dreams came to tell him uh, uh, that what was about to happen. Uh, dreams are quite interesting. Sometimes uh, uh, it uh, explains our problem uh, in quite clearly. Sometimes we have some problem uh, and we dream. Uh, if we analyze the dream, uh, it is trying to tell us something. So in this case also, sometimes uh, what is going to happen also, uh, it can tell us. So in this case, uh, the Buddha had five interesting dreams. The first one was he slept uh, over the whole world. The whole world was like was like his bed. Uh, and what this dream was trying to tell him was that he was going to be like the king of the world, the highest in the world. That means he was going to become enlightened. That was the meaning of the first dream. The second one, uh, from his navel, uh, from his navel, from his tummy there, the grass came out and it spread uh, until it touched the clouds uh, in the sky. And this meant uh, that uh, he was going to proclaim the Aryan Eightfold Way out of samsara uh, up to the heavens. Uh, and uh, devas and men uh, would come to know of this. Uh. The third one, uh, he dreamt that white worms with black heads uh, crept up his knees and covered his his legs uh, up to his knees. Uh. This meant uh, that lay people, many, many lay people, uh, would take refuge in him, uh, with him, uh, and become his disciples. Uh. The fourth one, uh, that the four birds of different colors uh, fell at his feet uh, and became white. Uh. These meant that the four uh, castes, uh, would go forth uh, under him uh, and uh, become monks uh, and attain uh, liberation. And the last one, uh, that he walked on a mountain of excrement uh, or dung, uh, meant uh, that uh, he uh, he looked at these uh, requisites uh, as uh, similar to dung, uh, that uh, it could be enjoyed, but if you become attached to it, uh, then it becomes like excrement uh, because it will dirty you. Uh, but he was able to walk on them uh, without dirtying his body, which means that he was not attached to them. Uh. This is quite interesting because uh, uh, monks, uh, not only monks, lay people also, uh, these things in the world uh, that come to us and we make use of them, uh, if we are wise, we know how to enjoy them uh, without getting dirty. Sometimes uh, you can <coughs> you can see some people when they inherit property uh, <coughs> and then they change for the worse, and uh, or they work very hard and they become very rich, uh, and then they become so attached to their property and wealth uh, that this. Uh, this wealth uh, dirties them, uh, just like uh, makes them unclean. Uh, they have uh, become defiled by these uh, wealth and property. Uh. So in that case, uh, the wealth and property uh, is like excrement and uh, dung. So that is a warning uh, that uh, we should treat uh, these uh, things in the world uh, very carefully. Uh. If we know how to use them wisely, then we are not dirtied, uh, we are not defiled by them. But if we become too attached to them, uh, then they drag us down, uh, they uh, de defile us. Uh. There's one sutta, Ratapala Sutta, in the Majjhima Nikaya, where a son of a very rich family, uh, he went forth. And after becoming an Arahan, he came back to his house. And his parents were still trying to 
persuade him to come back to the lay life, to take back all his property. And he told his his parents, he said, the best thing to do with all this uh, money and all this property uh, is to throw it in the river, throw it away, because otherwise uh, it's going to drag you down. The attachment to this property is going to drag you down uh, to a bad rebirth. Uh. Uh, so that also shows uh, how we should be careful of all this uh, wealth and property in the world. The next sutta is 5.20.198. The Buddha said, Monks, if a word have five marks, it is well spoken, not ill spoken, nor is it blameworthy, nor blamable by the wise. It is spoken in season, or timely, eh? It is spoken in truth, it is spoken softly, it is spoken about the beneficial, it is spoken with a heart of goodwill. Verily, monks, if a word have these five marks, it is well spoken, not ill spoken, nor is it blameworthy nor blamable by the wise. That's the end of the sutta. Here the Buddha is saying uh, that good speech uh, have five qualities. The first one, it is timely, uh, spoken very timely. Sometimes we have uh, something to say, uh, sometimes to advise somebody, uh, uh, but uh, we must know the proper time to tell that person. Uh, if that person is very upset or very angry uh, and we choose that time to tell that person, uh, that person might not accept it. So speaking uh, in the right time is uh, important. The second one, uh, it, uh, what you speak uh, should be truthful. Uh, should be truthful. The third one, it should be spoken gently, uh, not uh, harshly. Uh, spoken gently, and uh, then uh, people can accept it better. The fourth one, it should be beneficial. And the fifth one is will be spoken with a heart of goodwill, with a good intention. These are the marks of a good speech. The next sutta is five point twenty point one nine nine. Monks, when virtuous world renunciants approach a family, men there in five ways beget great merit. In what five? Monks, when virtuous world renunciants approach, men, seeing them, make calm their hearts. Monks, that leads heavenward, and the family then has stepped a step along the way. Or when they approach, men stand up, salute, and offer a seat. Monks, that leads to birth in higher rank, and the family then has stepped a step along the way. Or they rid themselves of all stain of meanness. Monks, that leads to great power, and the family then has stepped a step along the way. Or they share their food as means and power allow. Monks, that leads to great wealth, and the family then has stepped a step along the way. Or when virtuous world renunciants approach, Men ask, make question about, and listen to Dhamma. Monks, that leads to great wisdom, and the family then has stepped a step along the way. Monks, when virtuous world renunciants approach a family, men there in these five ways beget great merit. Uh, that's the end of the sutta. The sutta is saying uh, when a renunciant, uh, a real renunciant approaches, uh, and people are respectful uh, in the different ways, uh, they great, they get great merit. Um, I think earlier you remember one of the 
suttas we read uh, was that there are four fields of merit and also four fields of demerit. First one is the Buddha, but the Buddha is no more with us. The second one is disciples of the Buddha, meaning monks and nuns. Third one is mother. The fourth one is father. So these four persons, uh, we should be very careful uh, in our conduct towards them. So in this case, uh, like uh, if we um, we have uh, we have proper conduct towards uh, renunciants, uh, then we get great uh, merit. Uh. There's also a, another sutta where uh, devas, different groups of devas, came to see the Buddha at at different times, uh, and uh, they told the Buddha that when uh, monks approach. Uh, some of them, uh, in, uh, like, uh, they were very happy to see monks. And then, uh, um, or the first one, uh, perhaps, uh, there was, they, they were not happy to see monks. And, uh, but because of other uh, good deeds that they had done, uh, they were reborn in the heavens. But because they were not happy to see monks, uh, they were deficient in certain qualities la, because devas, uh, uh, some of them uh, they are brighter, their body shines brighter than others. Uh, some are darker, some are brighter, depending on how much merit they have. La. And and that, that brightness, uh, in a way, denotes how much power they have. Uh, and so, uh, like this uh, deva, they, they said uh, that because they were not happy to see monks, uh, so they suffered... Uh, uh, as a result, uh, they were less powerful uh, in the heavenly realm. And then an, another group of devas came to uh, to see the Buddha, and they said, when they saw monks, uh, uh, they they were not not happy. They they received the monks, but they did not. They were not respectful. Uh, so because they were not respectful towards the monks, also when they were born in heaven, they were also deficient in certain qualities, and so they regretted. And then and later another group of um, devas came to see the Buddha and they said, when they saw monks, they were happy, they were respectful, but they did not uh, uh, like share the food with the monks. And because they did not give food to the monks, uh, when they were reborn in the deva realm, uh, they also were deficient in certain qualities and they regretted that. <laughs> And uh, uh, another group said that they did all these things, but they did not ask about Dhamma. They did not bother to learn about Dhamma, and also they regretted. And then finally, some other group said that they did all these things. Uh, they, they were happy to see the monks. They were respectful towards the monks. They offered food. They listened to Dhamma, etc. And when they were born in the heavens, they had great power, they had great uh, qualities. And uh, so they were very happy. And so the the the, the Buddha confirmed uh, all that. So you can see, uh, uh, depending on our karma, uh, we are reborn uh, according to our karma. Another Sutta 5.21.201 Once when the Exalted One was dwelling near Kimbila in the bamboo grove, the Venerable Kimbila visited him, and after saluting, sat down at one side. So seated, he spoke thus to the Exalted One. Lord, what is the cause, what is the reason, whereby, when the Exalted One has passed away completely, true Dhamma, Saddhamma, does not become long-lasting? 
The Buddha said, Suppose Kimbila, after the Tathagata has passed away completely, the monks and nuns, lay disciples, both men and women, live without reverence, without heed, without respect eh, for the teacher, without respect, without heed for Dhamma, without respect, without heed for Sangha, for the training, uh, without respect, without heed for one another. This is the cause, this is the reason whereby when the Tathagata has passed away completely, true Dhamma does not become long-lasting. And what, Lord, is the cause, the reason whereby after the Tathagata has passed away, true Dhamma becomes long-lasting? Suppose, Kimbila, monks and nuns, laymen and lay women disciples, respect and give heed to the teacher, the Dhamma, the Sangha, the training, revere and give heed to one another. This is the cause, the reason whereby when the Tathagata has passed away, true Dhamma becomes long-lasting. Uh, that's the end of the sutta. This is one of the suttas which uh, tries to say why the true Dhamma, the discourses of the Buddha, does not last long. Here is saying that uh, the first three, uh, uh, without respect for the the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. Without respect for the Buddha means uh, probably that uh, instead of falling, uh, uh, recognizing our Buddha, people uh, uh, revere other Buddhas, uh, uh, instead of acknowledging uh, our teacher is the Buddha, we look to uh, others, uh, other other beings uh, to respect as the teacher. Without reverence for the Dhamma, is that we don't take the Dhamma Vinaya as our teacher. In the suttas, the Buddha said, now we should take the Dhamma Vinaya as our teacher. We should uh, always uh, try to uh, learn what is in the Dhamma and the Vinaya and uh, be heedful of the teachings there. The third one is uh, no respect for the Sangha. There might be uh, some reason for this. Perhaps uh, uh, some people, uh, they, uh, they, 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 the Sangha perhaps uh, might not be uh, practicing well, uh, might not keep the precepts very well, and people lose respect for the Sangha, and that would cause a decline but uh, we have to remember, uh, we lay people are supposed to support the Sangha to keep the Sasana, Buddha Sasana going. Uh. So the Buddha said, uh, if in the future, uh, even if those who wear the yellow robes are corrupt, uh, still uh, if you support the Sangha, then uh, the merit is still very great because you help to perpetuate the Sangha. Uh, by helping to perpetuate the Sangha, even if at a certain time the Sangha is corrupt, uh, it is possible later on uh, that Arahans will still uh, be around. Whereas if you don't support the Sangha, the Sangha is terminated, cut off, then uh, there is not possible uh, for good monks to appear later. No reverence for the training. Uh, it's a training of the uh, monk's life, uh, keeping the precepts, etc., and without heed for one another is we don't we, are, we don't live in harmony. If we don't live in harmony, eh, that is one cause for the true Dharma to uh, pass away. Lah. There are other reasons given in other suttas, but uh, this uh, we just stop here for the moment. Sutta number five point twenty one point two zero two. The Buddha said, "Monks." There are these five advantages from hearing Dhamma. What five? He hears things not heard, 
purges things heard, dispels doubt, makes straight his view, and his heart becomes calm. Verily, monks, these are the five advantages from hearing Dhamma. The end of the sutta. The first one, he hears things not heard, that means he learns the truth or the um, reality of existence. Eh? Purges things heard, that means he gets rid of wrong views. Eh? Dispels doubt, makes straight his view, that means he gets right view. And his heart becomes calm eh? because from the joy of listening to Dhamma, joy joy arises, and then the mind becomes tranquil. So these are the five advantages from hearing Dhamma. Now in the Sangyutta Nikaya 46.4.8, the Sutta, the Buddha said that when one listens to Dhamma attentively, the five hindrances exist not, and the seven bojanga factors of enlightenment are complete, which means that... um, that when one listens to Dhamma attentively, one can become an Aryana, because the five hindrances not existing and the seven Bojanga being complete are conditions for attainment of Aryahood. And also uh, in the Madhima Nikaya number 43, it is stated that there are two conditions for attaining right view listening to Dhamma and having proper attention. The attainment of right view in the one of the uh, suttas in Anguttara Nikaya means that a person understands the four Aryan truths, uh, and which means that when a, person's get, a person attains right view, he also becomes an Arya. Uh, so this again confirms that listening to Dhamma, one can become an Arya. And then in the Anguttara Nikaya 5.25, it is said that if right view is assisted by five things, eh, it leads to liberation or attainment of arahanhood. Moral conduct, listening to Dhamma, discussion of Dhamma, samatha and vipassana, that means tranquilization and contemplation. So tranquilization and contemplation are the two aspects of meditation and on uh, in addition to meditation uh, you must have moral conduct dhamma uh, listening to the dhamma and discussion of dhamma to attain liberation this again shows the importance of listening to the dhamma and in another sutta anguttara nikaya 5.26 that it is stated there are five ways to attain aryahood listening to dhamma teaching the Dhamma, repeating Dhamma, reflecting on Dhamma, and reflecting on the object of concentration, that means during meditation. So that again uh, shows uh, that listening to Dhamma is very important. And the next sutta is 5.21.207. The Buddha said, Monks, there are these five advantages from gruel or rice porridge. What five? It checks hunger, keeps off thirst, regulates wind, cleanses the bladder, and digests raw remnants of food. Verily, monks, these are the five advantages of gruel or rice porridge. 
in the monks Vinaya, the Buddha taught his disciples, his monks, uh, to take one meal a day. That means one main meal. But he did give certain allowances uh, that monks could take in the morning, uh, which did not uh, constitute a meal. Things like uh, taking milk, uh, taking this rice porridge, uh, and uh, other medicinal uh, kinds of uh, uh, food that was condici- considered medicinal of medicinal value. La. So, uh, because uh, rice porridge uh, had some advantages, that's why the Buddha allowed it to be taken in the morning for even for a one meal a day monk. The next sutta is 5.21.209. Monks, there are these five disadvantages to one preaching Dhamma in a long, long drawn, plain song voice. What five? He is either carried away himself by the sound, or others are carried away thereby, or householders are offended and say, Just as we sing, for sure these recluse Sakyan sons sing. Or as he strives after purity of sound, there is a break in concentration. And folk coming after fall into the way of wrong views, or fall into the same views. Early monks, these are the five disadvantages to one preaching Dhamma in a long, drawn, plain song voice. So this sutta shows uh, that uh, in the Theravada tradition, uh, monks are not supposed to chant in a in a long, drawn, plain song voice. Uh, uh, that means not in a like in a singing way. Uh. Although this is done in Mahayana tradition, it is not uh, allowed in the Theravada tradition. That's why the Theravada chants are quite monotonous. Uh. And it is for these, uh, because of these uh, suttas like these. Uh, mm.